hey oh this is stretch four we are the bulls outcast i'm matt that's big dave that's john thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us so the bulls um another good win over a team that you know let's be honest they probably should have beaten no john wall tonight this is a, a houston team that is dealing with injuries going through the transition post james harden and this was a very winnable game and like their previous two games against Oklahoma City, against Dallas, the Bulls get out to a considerable lead early. And then there's some dicey stuff that happens in the third quarter because it's the Bulls. And yet again, the Bulls, like they did against Dallas yesterday, find a way to close this one out. Some And like the thing that I liked about this fourth quarter is that it seemed like everybody had their moment where they made a good play, mm-hmm. whether it was on the offensive or defensive end. Zach Levine had an up-and-down night, but he had uh, a, a, uh, a sequence where he had that awesome driving layup when the Bulls really needed a bucket, and then he got the stripped steal on Oladipo on the defensive end on the ensuing possession to let the Bulls kind of rebuild that lead back to a safe margin. Lowry hit a huge three late in this game. Uh, you know, you got contributions from pretty much everyone in a fourth quarter where you weren't sure if they were going to collapse or not, and they didn't collapse. And I. I feel like tonight was a team effort, right, Dave? Yeah, nothing but a team effort. Seven players in double figures tonight. Um, And you're being led by your best player, who was Zach Levine, who took over in that third quarter, you know, after kind of, you know, chilling in that first half. And for a second, I was wondering if it was going to be carryover, you know, from the last game. Uh, You know, he had the 10 points and the 10 assists. He didn't shoot really well. And I was like, man, you know, maybe he's, you know, getting a little carryover. We'll find out, you know, if he, could, if he could get back to it. And then the third quarter came and he went completely bonkers and insane. I was like, ah, okay, he's comfortable now. But that's what's exciting to me is now when he has a bad game, your, your team can still function. Like you're still a functionable NBA team. You can still do stuff. Like I'm like, oh, your best player's having an off night. Well, guess what? I got other people who can score the basketball. That's normal. That's normal NBA stuff. And we are doing normal, regular NBA stuff, and it's exciting to me. I don't care who we're playing. Like, we weren't supposed to be – like, people – we didn't know if we could walk. You know, we, we were still learning if we could do that. So, to come out and get two victories, yeah, I'm happy. I'm super happy. This is awesome. Great – like you said, man, great team win. And, John, as we were saying towards the end of our fourth quarter conversation, Garrett Temple inserted into the starting lineup tonight because – Patrick Williams, the rookie, out with a uh, hip contusion that he suffered late in the game against Dallas yesterday. So this is yet another game this season already. We are 14 games in, and how many different starting lineups have we seen? Credit to Billy Donovan tonight for once again figuring out a successful rotation that got the job done. Because we've seen Gafford in and out of the rotation. We've seen Archie in and out of the rotation. We've seen Valentine in and out of the rotation. All of them got spot minutes on the bench tonight. Temple inserted into the starting lineup, I think, was a solid choice. Temple tonight, four of nine overall from the field, three of seven from downtown, 13 points, a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists, but just the veteran presence that we've been talking about all season long. It's like Donovan's doing a good job juggling rotations in a season when, John, as you and your Mavericks know, you got to have to roll with punches sometimes. Yeah, COVID is undefeated. (laughs) <laughs> and the Bulls got that early too. Lowry was out. That was a big, you know, that was, that's, that's your leading, second leading scorer, you know? 
Uh, I like that we have people who we can insert in the starting lineup this year that feel like NBA players. That we're not relying on the no offense to the, to the Lucas Cornets of the world, you know, no offense. If you think about the starting lineups, especially like in March of like the marches of the last two years, it's like Garrett Dimple, yeah, next one up, and that's like that's it makes sense. It, it, he's 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 been playing fantastic. He already feels like a beloved bull in a weird way. <laughs> Like he feels like we love him in like a Nate Robinson way already, <laughs> and I just feel like I like this and I like resting and not trying to run our rookie to death. You got hip contusion, rest. We've got yeah. people. Take this one off. Like we need you to be healthy, and it's nice. And then back to back wins against again. These aren't great teams. They're not bad. They're not. You know. They're. This is a. That's a. They had, that was a good NBA team. Yeah, and and real quick, I was seeing what Eli was saying in the comments. I didn't say Zach had a bad game. I said he had a bad first half. I said he came out in the third and he did his thing. I didn't say he had a bad game, man. Yeah, how much and, are you guys and, loving? Ahead, I'm gonna say how much you love setting these leads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't love it because my residual cynicism of the last couple of years, <laughs> when the Bulls were able to get a lead, I was like, oh, we're we're gonna cough it up. Like I, it's it's nice to to play with a lead instead You'd of you'd rather you know, be down. What like twenty point deficit alert, thirty point deficit alert? Yeah, obviously that's worse, and playing yeah. with a lead is better. But I yes. still there's still a part of me that's like uh, I don't like playing with a lead because I know we're gonna lose it. But man, <laughs> that means you're not happy either that, way. There's, there's <laughs> like, no scenario. There's no scenario. You're happy. Like that's what you're saying. I'm not happy at all. This point is a choice. <laughs> no, I think all it means is that I still have my doubts as far as believing in the team in closing games. We just saw it on last Friday against OKC. Like, you know, with this you're, young that, team and their droughts, and like between the offensive droughts and the bad defense, no lead is safe with this team. We've already learned that this season. It wasn't safe when we coughed that one up against the Warriors we should have won. It wasn't safe against the, the Thunder when we coughed up that one that we should have won. But mm. Thankfully, tonight for the second day in a row, for the second game in a row, they are able to not maintain a double-digit lead and and close comfortably, but at least close the game. Then maybe later on we can talk about the next step of actually closing a game comfortably where like you win comfortably by double digits and aren't stressing for the final six minutes, but baby steps. I guess let's say baby steps. Um, shout, out, shout out to Adam and Josh for the tips, guys. Appreciate y'all. Oh, Appreciate thank you. Honestly, thank you. Thank you have no so idea. Much. Thank you. Um, uh, Matt, Matt does have PTSD. That's a real thing. I don't think I'm alone in that. Every time we are in a late game situation, I'm thinking, how's this going to go wrong? Can't wait. Can't wait to find out how this will go wrong tonight. Um, but credit to this team. I mean, balanced attack all five starters and double figures like you said big Dave. Yes. two guys off the bench and double figures but speaking of those bench players who put up double figures can we talk can we talk about denzel for a second what who is this man and what gives him it's john it's like michael what he's talking to toby in the office oh my god who, who do you think you are why what gives you, you the right? <laughs> what gives you the right? Oh my God. Every time I just try to have fun. I mean, he is, t- I mean, truly, 
I mean, T Red Fred is your Toby too, so it's perfect. He is my Toby. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, you're his Toby. <laughs> we like you'd rather be Toby than Michael Scott. Well, I guess in the fact that Toby lives his life grounded in reality, as yeah, opposed yeah, to exactly. God, yeah, that's what I'm saying you're the Toby, right? Like, like you're, 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 you're promising his fellow Bulls fans titles is like Scott's tots, where Michael's yeah. like, I'm gonna pay for all of your your college education. Yeah. I was like, wait, that is where, really good. Where are them checks, Michael Scott? Where are them checks? He's correct. Yep, that is 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel Valentine brings us. I mean, we we have to start treating him like Kramer. Like, if you're Jerry Seinfeld and you're in the real world, this man comes into your house, eats all your food, steals all your stuff, you could get annoyed. Or you can be like, oh, that's Kramer. What a fun, delightful life. You know, like, there's people in our lives who are either choose to find charming or you'll go insane. And that's Denzel Valentine for me. He, when he does, when he when he had that, that logo shot that didn't even hit the rim. Oh my god! And then when he did that, like between the legs thing, and then just threw it out of bounds, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This is." I was like, "Kramer, like I, you're, I have to love it." I root when he messes up when he, when he does something Denzel Valentiney every game. Now I'm not mad. I'm grateful that he gave me something <laughs> to enjoy. Right? right we so won. So there's no harm, no foul. It, it is the theater of the absurd, which has its moments where it could be entertaining. Yeah, I love it. Those kind of players end up becoming lovable, honestly. Yes. Because you think about guys like the person that pops in my head is J.R. Smith. Like those things, like when he just would do all kinds of craziness and he is beloved like in the NBA. They love him for those kind of antics. Like Denzel puts up 13 and eight coming off the bench, you know, shooting a great percentage from three. I believe he was a plus what, 14, something like that. Like he played really, really well. But then he did a bunch of boneheaded things out there. And you're like, oh, my God, how could you do that? But credit also to Billy Donovan for allowing him to do those boneheaded things and not pulling him when he do those boneheaded things and saying, it's okay, going out there. No, I trust you. You know what? You'll figure it out. It's okay. I like the fact that he's got some trust in him because it frees you up a little bit. The same way you did Wendell Carter Jr., you know, in the same way he's doing Lowry, it kind of frees you up Self. Those mistakes aren't like so. When I when I when I when I say Bill Clinton, what's like the first thing you think of? You think of like, oh, dude, who's cheats, right? Yeah, and then, and, and then you're like, but look at his presidential record, and you're like, yeah, but that dude cheated a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> like his whole, he did so much cool stuff that no one no thinks about because like you messed up, you didn't can't mess, up, you couldn't help yourself. <laughs> and that's Denzel. Like you can't help yourself, man. You might be really good, you can't help yourself until you get your brain fixed. I'm I'm sorry. And unless like he's with LeBron and he wins a championship, I don't know if it'll ever be lovable because it's not lovable when you're winning 22 games a year. Yeah. Yeah. And said Denzel is Newman. I mean, <laughs> Except, I mean like Newman is more sinister and evil. Whereas Denzel's just like a kid playing by himself at the playground. And he thinks every shot he takes is going to win the championship. Yeah. Like that's great. Boylan, Boylan's putty. Boylan is putty. Mm. Yeah, it feels like an Arby's night, babe. Um, but I mean, D- D- Big Dave, just yeah, as, right. as a quick <laughs> counter to your point about Donovan trusting right. Denzel and still letting him, like, let Denzel be Denzel and go out there and affect the game in the positive ways that you can, and mm-hmm. we'll deal with the crazy. We'll try to compartmentalize the crazy. 
No one is compartmentalizing Denzel's crazy. That's yeah. always going to exist. And I think Donovan trusts Denzel to a point in that the Bulls were shorthanded tonight. No Patrick True. Williams, no Otto Porter Jr. So mm-hmm. you're down, you know, a wing and one of your combo guards. Fair. That's the positions that Denzel plays. So I got to play him. Fair. Yesterday, when he mm-hmm. had Otto and Pat Will at his uh, at his expense, Denzel was kicked out of the rotation in favor of Archie. Sure. Archie, okay. Yeah. So, and, I, but the I, game and the game, but the game before he played in overtime. You know what I mean? Like he still was getting ticked when everybody else was healthy. They were healthy then. He still was out there. You know. But you're right. I hear you. Your your point is valid. But he's. I think you do this stuff for players like that because. You think they're going to or you hope they pay you back down the road for something like that, like that huge three pointer when you really need it, you know, when the game is on the line, because he has that uber stupid confidence to just take that kind of a shot at that kind of a moment. So you're hoping he pays you back for stuff like that, man. So I don't only time will tell this stuff. But yeah, but he played well, but he still does a bunch of boneheaded things. Like It's just true. It's true. Um so a- after the, the strong showing defensively yesterday, where the Bulls hold the Mavs to, to 101, uh, the, the lowest uh, number of points allowed for the Bulls this season, and yes, wow. it was a shorthanded Mavs team, there were still some, you know, some, some defensive issues that, that propped up again tonight, uh, as has been the case for the Bulls pretty much all season long. The, the Rockets started out ice cold, like ice cold. And that certainly worked in the Bulls' favor and allowed them to build a little bit of a lead. But I, I, I'm still having issues watching the Bulls try and guard the perimeter. Um, you know, like when uh, when Eric Gordon confidently started to get hot and, and knock down some threes. Oladipo started to, to find his groove in the second half and knock down some threes. You know, I, I guess we just all need to be a little bit more patient, or I need to be more patient, but... It's getting really hard to watch the Bulls defensively struggle the same way every night. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I just saw I saw the Kenny Banya reference in the comments by Pieces family. Said the ball well, is round. Well, let's give it. The rim is round. <laughs> you call yeah. it round. Call it round. I'm huge. I'm huge. Uh, Peck, I, I I agree, and I think this is also for my fellow dance dance out there. I think that's like one of the reasons why Gafford was so appealing. It wasn't just head to head. Wendell was like a rim protector when you have sketchy perimeter D. Yeah. So at least you have a fail safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and someone who's going to at least like have, be a back, like be a backup. And so I think you're right. It, I, we're never, Kobe and Zach will never be elite defenders, maybe not even above average defenders. Mm-hmm. What they can be though, they can they can hunt for my least favorite thing in the world, steals. Uh, I actually like steals. I just think they're a dumb stat, uh, but I like them when they happen in games. And um, I think like if they get to be passable, that's that's outscore them. Yeah, outscore them. That that's their best defense. Best yeah, defense is good offense. Yeah. Um, and so I, but I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Like I don't know anyone on this team that can is a lock. Pat Williams. Maybe Wendell. Right. Um, and, and, you know, uh, credit to Gafford, who had two more blocks tonight. And they were like, you know, those awesome fly swatter blocks that yeah. you just love to see. They're amazing. But, mm. you know, again, I keep coming back to this when it comes to Donovan and the balance of trying to build up these young guys and instill confidence in these young guys 
and trusting the vets that he has on his roster. Because when you talk about closing games, who's getting the minutes, we, we talk about the Wendell stands versus the Gafford stands. You know how many minutes Wendell played as a starter tonight? 21. You know how many awesome. minutes Daniel Gafford played off the bench? 16. Nine. You know how oh. many minutes Thad Young played tonight? 25. More than, oh. more than Wendell, more than Gafford. Like, you're talking Good. about who should start at center, and it's like, no, Thad Young's our center. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thad, Young is, Thad Young's our center. He's That's both. amazing. Yeah. They, they, and, yeah. I love that because we have to win before we can get trust. Like, you have to have a culture of winning before you can learn anything. Like, they're not going to learn anything from losing. They're going to learn from winning. And so, like, Thad Young is not going to be the center of the Bulls dynasty. <laughs> I mean, if it is, things went really well or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in-between. There's no gray area. Yeah. <laughs> but he's saying, look, again, like, we, we're just trying to get the car to run. Yeah. And so it's like we can make we can get rims later, <laughs> like and I I feel like that young closing it out again he's he's been fantastic this season I I know I, I think we need to like I was a Thad Young hater last year and he's I, I really did not enjoy watching him play basketball right like a hater like I hated you watching came him. up with Thad old as a term that old respect and now I have embraced that old as a term of endearment thank you and I do think he is like. Whenever there's like someone pulls up for three and he's like he's like ah you got it like you know like he won't run out you know <laughs> like like I don't blame him it's back to back you know it's COVID yeah but I do think he's been fantastic and I, and I I hope that will winning will then we can then move on to the younger players and let them try right which you know uh, Colin in the comments saying his dad gone at the deadline I think he's certainly a one of the most likely trade candidates on this Bulls roster. In a- because Perfect world. he only has a partially guaranteed uh, final year on his contract for next season. And like you said, John, maybe it gives some of the younger guys more of an opportunity to try to prove that they could be the ones closing games instead of Donovan leaning on Thad. But not before Thad instills his knowledge and wisdom and imparts that mentorship upon some of his younger teammates. Um, let's hop now to Kobe. Adam said Kobe's still getting cooked on pick and rolls. We had people earlier in the comments tonight saying, you know, put, you know, put a missing persons alert out for Kobe White. Mm-hmm. After yesterday where he registered zero points for just the second time in his NBA career, Kobe tonight, 10 points on four of 12, two of seven downtown, did have four assists and a couple of steals, but three turnovers, four, racked up four fouls. Are we worried about Kobe? Because we all know that Kobe has struggled to deal with defending pick and rolls in the NBA so far uh, as a young player, but we we love him and and have high hopes for him because of what he could do on the offensive end. Are are you guys worried, or are you just saying, ah, this is just a couple of off games? Or are you seeing something greater at hand here, where maybe something's up with Kobe? Oh no, I'm not worried at all. I mean, we're coming off games where we're watching him put up thirty. Watching him put up like 27, and we see those, and we're like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then he has a bad game, we're like, She, what's going on, man? He's going crazy. So, no, I'm not, I'm not tripping on it. Like, yeah, he's figuring again, he's figuring out how to play a position that he doesn't really play. As far as I'm talking about being a facilitator and things like that, he's a guy that has to score to get into the facilitating. That's when he's better. Like, when his hand is hot, 
that's when he – I don't know why it works that way, but it works that way for shooters sometimes. Like when their hand is hot and they're shooting the ball well, the floor kind of opens up for them a little easier. And he's yeah. one of those guys. Because um, you saw it earlier when he went on a little mini run by himself. Just a minute, It was like – I think he scored like five or six points. And then you saw him with a great no-look pass to Daniel Gafford, who was Ooh. wide open for the lay-in. That no like, Sexy! That, yeah, that came off of him scoring. Like yeah. that came off of Kobe White scoring the basketball and being that. So no, I'm not worried. But his, when your best asset is scoring and you're not doing it, and you know, and you're not scoring that game, everything else is magnified. You know, after that. So yeah, I'm just. I know he's learning. That's that's really how I look at it. I'm like, yeah, he's still learning. He's still figuring it out. And yeah, his shots will fall because we've seen him do that. Like that's just what he does. He puts the ball in the bucket. So no, I'm not. I'm not concerned. John. Not at all. We're winning. We're winning. I don't care about his individual performance. Like, I do not care. That last Laurie three, it was a mm. Kobe drive to the to the paint, to Zach, to Laurie. That is the most cohesive team basketball I've seen in clutch in a while. It wasn't hero ball. It wasn't one person doing something. It was Kobe driving it. They collapsed, hit it to Zach. Zach would have taken that three if it was this time last year. Mm-hmm. Ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. To a wide open Lowry, he hits it. Game, yep. like I'm not worried that that if we win games, he can score zero points. And I do not care. It, it was that. It was that possession, and then also the possession. I want to say it was early in the fourth, maybe late in the third, where Zach and Lowry. Our, shout out to our boy Bulldog, who always wants to see more of this. Zach and Lowry played a little two man pick and roll on the left wing. And Zach gives it back to Lowry, who drives baseline, drives and kicks, and then a pass-pass corner temple three. And it was like, that's some of the most beautiful offensive basketball I've seen from the Bulls in as long as I can remember. Five years. And and that is the part that's encouraging. You know, yes, we could talk about the fact that this is still a defensively challenged team, as somebody mentioned. You know, it wasn't just Kobe getting cooked to pick and roll tonight. Like Garrett Temple was struggling in his own right to, to defend a pick and roll tonight too. Yeah, for, um, there, Lowry, there are five Lowry good defenders. And one while getting elbowed in the face. Yes. Like, this is not. This is a defensively challenged team. But those examples and pieces of evidence of this team learning how to play like, like cohesive. NBA offense is like you watch it and you're like I, I I just put on it's like somebody who's colorblind and then they get those magic like fix my colorblindness glasses but it's mm-hmm. just Bulls fans watching competent offensive basketball and you're like oh my god yeah. and, and and let me say this also about Kobe uh, coming off the bench because I know I know a lot of people want him to and in favor for uh, Saddle because Saddle's you know can run the offense better the problem with that is that always not a threat scoring. So just the fact that Kobe's a threat and teams can't leave him or they have to defend him and they have to worry about him makes that's his defense. Like, because you can't cheat any, you can't cheat. You know what I mean? You can't cheat in double team Zach or double team Lowry. Or yeah. co- right. You can't collapse yeah. in on Wendell Carter. You can't, you know, collapse Laurie when he goes to the post or he's making the drives because he can kick it out. You know what I mean? For three. You can't do that. You can't do that when Kobe White's in the game. So the fact he can go one for 20, but it's the fact they're going to try to guard him on all of those shots. <laughs> you know, like they're not going to give him free shots to do that. So, yeah, he, he's a threat. So you got to put your threats out there. Even when the, even when it's not hitting, he's still a threat. 
Uh, biggest Bulls fan says, stop disrespecting Sato. The man can shoot. I, no, I can't. Think Sato, Sato. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting him, but Kobe's a better offensive player. I also, I also that's not, that's not a shoot. debate. That's not a debate. That Kobe's a better offensive no. player than Sato, sir. It, it, it is not. It, it is not a debate that Kobe is a more lethal offensive weapon than Sato is. Yeah. But biggest Bulls fan is right. Sato can knock down some shots. Yeah, um, wide open shots. He can knock them down. Yes, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, appreciate Mike. 33%. Okay. Archie, Archie hit wide open shots. I mean, yeah, great. You like, know what I mean? not a good shooter. He's fine. <laughs> He's cool. He's cool. If he, if he wasn't European, we would think he was worse <laughs> at shooting. That is serious. Are, are you pulling a Rodman, Larry Bird comment right now, John? Is that what you're doing? If, if, no, if no, he no. were black, we would all just think he was just another player. No, he's just a, saying European. I'm pulling like, a Jason Capono when yeah. he was drafted. He, he got drafted like 35th, and he was like, if I was Jason Caponovich, I would have gone 7th this year. Like, like literally, like, he, he's 30, 33% from three. It's like, fine. He's a fine shooter. 33 is like average. That's cool. Three right. point. It's good. Um, but for, and, for a guard? Not that Matt said Sato isn't capable of scoring. He plays within himself. Same argument we use in favor of Gafford. So, Ooh. which, I by the way, Gafford. shout out to Gafford's footwork. I, I was thinking that one Matt, I lo- fucking I love that on the block where mm-hmm. it was it was a difficult pass. He corralled the pass and didn't have great position. He was like behind the basket, but had one good, like powerful dribble where he reset yep. his feet yep. and then went up. Strong sank it and drew the foul for an and one, and I was like, I, I don't think I've ever seen Wendell do that, yeah, like, yeah. Ne- ne- never once. Yeah, like, that's can, can Gafford teach Wendell how to use his feet and also his hands? And his hands. do that, <laughs> the and hands, yes, yes, dude. It was beautiful to watch that. That's what he does, that's just what he does, man. I, I just want a little more uptick on the rebounds, um, defensively because offensive rebounds he, he's better at, but defensively, he needs to get more rebounds. And but yeah, those blocks, those volleyball blocks that he's getting out there, those are spikes. Those ain't blocks. Those are for real, just straight up spikes. Truly, and man, is he's he's fun. He's just fun to watch, and he makes stuff easy. And I mm-hmm. almost got my fantasy, John. I was talking about. I almost got my fantasy, my dream, watching Lowry and Gafford on the floor uh-huh. together, and they were at the scores table about to check in, and then Thad Young gets called. You know, he goes up and he gets fouled. And so Lowry can't come in, and, and basically Gafford came in for two minutes, and they ran like a couple pick and rolls with Christian Wood, who was cooking them. And then that, then so my, friend, my dream was dead after that. Like I just, I just want to see it so bad. I just want to see it, and then I will leave I'm, it alone. You're not the only one, Big Dave. I think a lot of people want to see that. Um, and and Mike says with the way Gafford shoots free throws, I have hopes for a little mid range game development. Gafford was three of three at the free throw line tonight. He's been knocking down his free throws at a, yeah. at a much better clip this season than his rookie season. And, man, if he could just develop that little, like, 12 to 15-footer, like, Taj elbow jumper yeah. to kind of just build his offensive game out a little bit, oh, mwah. Million. a year if he gets that. Would love that. Uh, let's wrap with this thought. I just saw this tweet from our guy Cody Westerland, who is the Bulls reporter for 670 to score. Seen getting shots up post-game at – the United Center floor after a tough night shooting, one Kobe White. You love to see it, right? He's a gym Getting up late night shots. Late night, dog. During the pandemic. His name is Kobe. We shouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah. Bulls are fun. I love that. Bulls are fun. They are fun. That uh, that victory brings the Bulls uh, that's that much closer to getting back to 500. Uh, that's their second win in a row. They are 6-8 and eight on the year. And they will go for a third straight win on Friday against Friday? The, yeah, I know. We got a three-day gap in the middle of the week. It's weird. Um, but I guess we got used to it last week, but we had to wait from Sunday all the way to Friday. Yeah. I think so, you can date him. I think, you know what? I think I can date him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's another very winnable game. You know, Hayward has looked pretty good transitioning to Charlotte. He's averaging 22, 23 a game for them so far, but – that they ain't no scary team. I'm not scared of Charlotte. I'm not scared of Buzz City, as John would say. Definitely. Buzz City is a. It's gonna stick one day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely want to see Lamelo. I'm definitely excited to see that. Definitely excited to watch Lamelo play. Yeah, that that'll be, uh, dude. I I hope Patrick Williams is back and ready to play on Friday yeah. after this confusion, oh, so that we can have Pita versus Lamelo. Yeah, who's the better rookie? Because that would be a fun way to start the weekend. Yeah. So we will leave y'all until then. Uh, just Thank a reminder you. that if you ever miss any of these live outcast shows uh, here on Hot Mike or YouTube, you can always catch them archived on that Bowl on Bulls YouTube channel. In addition to that Bowl on Bulls podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your week. Have a great rest of your MLK evening. And we will talk to you on Friday. For Big Dave and John, Matt saying thanks for hanging out with us. World Outcasts. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the tips. See Red be good.